0: hi and welcome to another episode of the elevated beauty podcast i'm your host emily fouts and today we're going to be talking about home care and retail sales why and how some people have such an issue with it a little bit of discomfort with it and commanding authority in the treatment room so if you're into it then keep on listening Okay, so as you guys know, I've been doing this for 10 years now. At this point in my career, I'm super confident in my ability to sell retail, hit any retail goals that I have, and just be able to effectively explain to people how this is gonna give you the result that you want. And that's the biggest factor, in my opinion, in retail sales is being able to effectively educate your client on how it's going to give them the results they want. And, um, it wasn't always like that for me. Definitely in the beginning, I was scared of being pushy. I had the thought of like, okay, well, people are coming in here for a facial. That doesn't necessarily mean that they want to buy stuff. And that is the stupidest mindset you can ever have. And I would even limit myself when I first started I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to mention one product. And if for some reason I did mention like a full routine and th- someone bought that full routine, I was freaking like mind blown that someone would spend that much money. Um, but I also was like 20 years old and broke AF. So um, the thought that people just had that extra money to spend at that time in my life was also like surprising to me, but um This is something that I was talking about recently also is like, you don't need to worry about people's finances. You offer a service, people are seeking you out for that service and think about it. If you yourself are going to get your, your hair done or something, you know, you're going to be spending money. you're probably going to budget say two to $300. If you're getting like, you know, a haircut, you're getting your hair fully colored or whatever, and you know that you're going to be tipping her so you probably have like a budget set in mind and to your surprise it might be a little less than that but you know that you're going to be spending money you go in there ready to spend money the same when you go shopping like you have money to spend you want to spend it you don't need to worry about what or how much people want to spend their money on you just need to believe in the service that you provide and do your job you know if you carry your products like you may carry for me i want to offer affordable luxury so yes i do like to carry affordable products and i also carry luxurious products i call it like the big sister little sister method so i have the affordable and then i have the luxury version of most everything Um, not just like affordable and luxury but also like lesser percentage of lactic acid and then a higher percentage of lactic acid so just that kind of idea that doesn't necessarily mean that one is always going to be more expensive than the other but i offer both so let's say if you have a product that is probably your highest retail product say you have a moisturizer that's 140 dollars, and it sits on your shelf and you don't sell much of it and guess why you don't sell much of it probably because you're not offering it up to people as an option because you're afraid they're going to turn it down so you're offering up another one. Whereas if you did offer this one up and someone bought it, you're making how much you would with someone buying two or three of the other product. So like, basically the reason I'm saying this is to say you don't need to worry about the prices of anything that you offer. You need to worry about what it's gonna to deliver to the person. So they come in here. For me, this is how I operate. I have an intake form that they fill out and I have a question on here that says, what are your skincare goals? And they can answer however they want. When I come in, I say, okay, so you wrote down that your skincare goals are pigment and fine lines. So that's something that you're wanting to improve, right? You're hoping to improve maybe some fine lines that you're noticing and lighten up some dark spots. And they'll say, yeah. And so, Obviously, that's what I'm gonna focus on when I come into treating their skin and offering them retail solutions. So I'm gonna make sure that I recommend a product that's gonna address those key points that they are concerned with. If I see something else in their skin, I will address that as well, but the fact that they have already brought their biggest concerns to my attention, that is going to be most likely what they're going to be ready to invest in. And you want to make them feel good about their self. So if the dark spots bother them, you need to focus on correcting those dark spots. If they have deep wrinkles and it doesn't bother them, it is what it is, you know? So um, yeah, along with hitting your retail goals, you definitely should have it listed online. You need to be able to sell it online because I even have clients that come in to see me that sometimes will buy the products off my website and then they'll purchase them for pickup because they're running out of it. They want to make sure that they have it. They don't want to wait until their next appointment to come in. And, um, so they do that or I'll have clients that move away and they still want to support me. So they will buy my products online and I'll ship out to them. So having your products listed on your website is a must. Something else that I feel and have heard other estheticians say that this is a little bit of an internal battle for them when recommending home care or just seeing a new client is when people are wanting to receive advanced treatments but don't have a solid home care routine. Okay, well, in order to receive advanced treatments, your skin has to be prepped for it. And this is something that you may learn in school. It might be something that you don't learn in school, but it is the way it should be done. It's unethical to perform treatments on people who are not doing their due diligence at home to ensure that their results are gonna be maintained and to ensure that their skin is properly prepped for the treatment. And so let's say for me, I require all my clients to be on pigment inhibitors and use SPF. I don't care if your skincare routine is super, super simple. I don't care if you're using an SPF in the drugstore. You need to be using a pigment inhibitor to make sure that your skin is protected after the treatment. And then you have to use SPF also to make sure that your skin is protected and preserved. And this reduces the risk of more pigment forming because your skin, when you get a chemical peel is like baby and you need to treat it really gently and protect it. And if someone's not doing that, they're not getting the treatment. And that also comes with uh, finding authority in the treatment room because some people will ask you, they don't know what will happen if they're not doing this. They may have the impression that like, oh, I just really want a chemical peel. Like I really want these results um right now and i don't want to wait but what they don't know is that if they're not prepping the skin there is a chance that it could get worse your pigment could get worse and um so it is your job to make sure that people are educated and People will respect you more when you do command authority in the treatment room. It doesn't mean that you're like not nice. It means that you're professional in what you offer. You're a professional in your industry. And this is a, a big leap here, but let's compare it to a doctor. You go into a doctor and you're like, oh, I am having this issue and you request a certain medicine. Well, possibly little do you know that this isn't the best medicine for you. Maybe it'll counteract with this other symptom that you're having or whatever it may be. My main point is that the doctor is the professional and they know more than you. So it's up to their like moral obligation and ethical practices to make the best decision for you because of their, the education that they have. That is why they're offering the service because they are the one with the education. And so you kind of need to do the same thing and you're doing a disservice to your business and your clients if you're not commanding authority in the treatment room and operating it the way you know it should be. Like, don't let people walk all over you and make decisions for their self against your better judgment same thing like if someone tans and if someone um came to me and wanted to receive advanced treatments and they use a tanning bed regularly absolutely not i personally would not do that because it goes against my better judgment and if they want to work with me and they want to receive outstanding quality and these amazing treatments they can or they can go find another esthetician that's still going to do chemical peels on them while they're in the tanning bed and they can continue to age prematurely and possibly damage their skin even further that's just something that i choose not to do because it's against my better judgment for example and again, another example, if someone was coming to me and wanted to get microneedled and has been off Accutane for six months, I would not do that because it's standard that you're off Accutane for a year before you receive advanced treatments on your skin. So not everyone knows that. Not everyone should know that. that, you know? So we need to help the people that are coming to see us. And I think that's why a lot of us join the aesthetic industry. That's why we join the beauty industry is because we want to help people feel better about their self. We want people to feel more beautiful. We want people to feel comfortable in their own skin. And, um, so that's why we do it. And speaking of like, to go back on the first topic was you don't need to help people with their finances. You need to help them achieve their goals again that's something we we did this because we want to help people so help them achieve results you don't need to help them with their finances they're already figuring all that out on their self so once you make this step and like switch your mindset to just worry about relaying proper education to your clients and offering them what it is that is gonna deliver them their results without anything else in mind, that is when you're gonna have more success in your retail sales and more respect in the treatment room, in my opinion. If you have a high price product on your retail shelf that makes you a little uncomfortable to sell, I'll, I'll give you a couple tips. So when you are putting out your products to the client, You don't even need to talk about price unless they ask the price and then you can tell them. And then they say, ooh, that's expensive. You can follow up with, yeah, it is a little more expensive because it has high quality ingredients and high quality formulation. It'll also last you this long, so it's definitely an investment, but it is worth it. So that's usually what I tell people if they express that it is higher price. I never start out with the price. I start out with what it's gonna do for them, how to use it, and how long it's gonna last. And then if they want to know the price, we'll talk about the price. Um, something else that you can do is, I totally forgot what, okay. Something else that you can do is um, don't offer them a drugstore version. Because if you tell them that there is a comparable version of whatever you offer drugstore that might be cheaper, what do you think they're gonna going to get? And that's not to say that there is comparable products to whatever you're offering. Sometimes it goes viral, you know, you've seen dupes and it might have some similar ingredients. Um, don't mention it. If someone asks and you want to ruin a sale for yourself, go ahead. But if someone asks for a drugstore version of something that I offer, I absolutely do not offer them one. I'm not going to give somebody else business, first of all, that's stupid. And then I'm just wasting my time. Like, why are they here to get your professional opinion and then just go to spend their money somewhere else? It totally goes against everything. And that's not to say that I hate drugstore. If someone uses a drugstore product that they like and is benefiting them and not causing them any harm, keep on going. You know, I'm totally fine with it. I tell people all the time, if you have something that you use at home and you love it and it's not causing you any issues, go ahead and keep using it. I don't care if you use a drugstore cleanser that you like. I don't care if you use a drugstore SPF that you like, you know. But I'm not going to go and recommend one. And sometimes, every once in a while, I will have a client that, you know, Buys this product for me that's gonna make a huge difference in their skin, but they are in a budget, so they don't want to spend thirty to forty bucks on this cleanser. So they might ask, "Okay, I can't afford this right now, so I'm hoping to get that later. But like, what's something that I can get that's like, you know?" And I'll usually tell them, "A lot of people get set of feel." Okay, somebody called me, so I cut off my recording. Anyways, sometimes people will get set of feel, and it doesn't really make a huge impact. But it's a cleanser. It you know removes the day and so that's something that a lot of people use so that might be something that could work for you i don't go into huge detail i don't, you know and that is a safe it's pretty much not going to do anything it's not a treatment cleanser it's just a cleanser that's going to remove your products and that's good enough for me a treatment cleanser can be amazing for your skin and make a huge difference it does for me but if someone's on a budget you know they can get the treatment cleanser later or I will let them use a drugstore pre-cleanse that's cheaper than my pre-cleanse because that's less important to me. The treatment cleanser is more important. So that's an example where like I'm kind of okay with telling people that you can get this drugstore version of a pre-cleanse. Um, it's not gonna be as amazing as the one that I have, but it'll save you a little bit of money. And whenever you're ready to really up your skin game, then I'm always here. So, yeah, I guess I'm just ending this episode with saying um, work on commanding of uh, taking authority in your treatment room. Don't be afraid to use your best judgment to perform the services that you perform. You are the one representing your name. You're the one representing your education, your business. So don't let other people do it for you. Like it baffles me whenever I've heard someone say like, oh, my gosh, I just had this Brazilian wax client. And she was like pulling her own strips, and I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up. First of all, how are you not commanding enough authority in the treatment room that the client even like that you're letting that go? That's so wrong to me. And I'm not trying to judge anyone, I'm just saying, like, that's not how it should go. And obviously, we all know that, but like, I know we do get some clients that are a little like woo, but. If someone, let's say someone were to be like, oh, I can do this, or the situation where I think someone would pull their own strip is if they're a waxer their self, are use, I don't, I don't know. They think you're not doing a good job, but you should only offer a service if you do a good job. Um, and if you don't do a good job at it, then practice until you do and then offer it on clients. But... The story that I heard that I'm kind of explaining right now is this woman was not like an actual waxer, but she would wax her friends, she would wax herself. So I'm not even sure why she came to receive a waxing service that she paid for if she's so used to doing it herself. But anyways, um, she came in and then she was pulling her own wax strips. For me, I would be like, I would immediately be like, oh no, that's not how um, I operate. If you want to do your own wax, then you totally can, but whenever you book a service with me, I'm the one responsible, so I have to pull the wax strips. Um, You have to command that authority and don't let stuff like that go because then that's where you lose respect. And I don't know, that was just a crazy example (laughs) that just popped into my head that I felt like I had to say. Um, So yeah, command respect and take your freaking treatment room by the balls and just, I don't know do it. Don't be shy, and I I know I can just say don't be shy, but like, it takes time. I was always a shy person, no one would ever know that now, um, I'm not a shy person anymore. Working with people definitely makes you break out of that shell, and it's something that may take a couple years, it's something that can take time for people. But just keep practicing it and the more that you have interactions with clients and are the one in authority and like taking the reins on the appointment that you're performing, you will gain more confidence and you'll be more comfortable in like speaking and telling people like how things are done and why you recommend what you recommend and things like that. so much for listening to today's episode you can follow me on social media at elevated beauty aesthetics or on my esthetician shop which is shop cryptic skin that is where i sell esthetician themed apparel that is supernatural in nature and kind of kitschy designs for the modern esthetician so as always i will see you guys next monday at am mountain standard time for another episode